from Austin, Texas to Essex, England, this is the Slipstream Podcast. We are back again. It's been a bit of a break. We're taking a summer break. We took a summer break because, you know, the drivers do, and so we will as well, because you and I both know, James, my trusty sidekick from across the pond, that we are essentially Formula One drivers. And the only reason that we are here today to do a podcast instead of like race in a car is just simple happenstance, really. I mean, that's the only reason that we are here and they're there and it's just really just a luck of the draw. And that's how that goes. It's luck of the draw. You just get lucky, you know? It's not based on skill or anything like that. It's it's just pure luck of the draw. And so we find ourselves here today taping a podcast instead of warming up at Zanvoort, Circuit Zanvoort. And uh, that's just how life goes, man. What's going on, dude? It's been a it's been a few weeks. How are you doing? You were sick last week? Yeah, I'm I'm extremely embarrassed. I had a I had the house to myself for a week. I feel like, you know, the manly man cooking the dinner and mm-hmm. and keeping watch of my my home. And then I, I got sick with like tonsillitis, which is what like seven year olds get. And I just yeah. I felt more than anything, I felt embarrassed. I'm twenty one years of age. And I was completely out of action because of tonsillitis. Yeah. Um, I, I just couldn't speak. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, hence, obviously, the long break. But yeah. we're back, ready to go. We've had a free practice, which is us talking beforehand. You say we're yeah. like Grand Prix drivers. We actually have, um, this is our race, and we have qualifying beforehand. Yeah. There's five other podcast hosts ready to go. And yeah. you have to make your funniest, wittiest comments, and, and the top two get selected. So that's, yes. that's us. Yeah, the- the pre-show, when we go over the outline and stuff like that, that's the FP3. And then the first five minutes is our qualifying. And that sets the pace for the rest of the episode. Um, of and so far, I think we're doing a, you know, a pretty good qualifying. Um, if, if I say so myself, I think we're good. Thank I think we're, we feel comfortable in the car. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to start up front. And will we drain pace throughout the race? I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> Uh, but we're starting out pretty good. You are you uh, you you just showed me some rich energy drinks a minute ago yeah. on your desk. Do you I, you actually like have these? It was horridly expensive. I I don't remember how much I have or how much forty five a can. It could well have been. It was uh, enough for actually a rich energy sponsor. There you uh, go. I don't yeah. I don't want to say anything against them because knowing knowing the guy, he'd probably sue us for this. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Actually, that would be great publicity. I would yeah. love that. I would love Please. that. Hey, rich energy guy that looks like a wizard. You just wear wizard suits. Hey man, go ahead and sue us. Please. That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. I don't know what we could do to make you sue us, but please do it. Anything. I think we could do anything. I think he's got like a, a SWAT team ready to mobilize at the slightest energy mention of rich energy. Yeah. Just I feel shut like, us down. I feel like he might not have the actual liquid resources, no pun intended, uh-huh. to to dispatch a SWAT team. Um, I think that might, yeah, I think he spent all his money on those like uh, velour jackets, you know, those like purple, like like those velour jackets with the velvety material, you know, that only yeah, guys yeah. like that wear, you know? It's like, hey man, where are you? So you're wearing carpet? So you're wearing a blazer that's carpet. Cool, man. Is that is that supposed to... Does that show us that you're rich? Is that how that goes? And they're like, yes. So clearly, in, um, in fairness to him, the design of the can did give us one of the nicer liveries in modern yes. F1 with that that black and gold hat of what 2018, yes. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, and that's actually why I wore this shirt um, today is to celebrate 
cast of 2019, really. And that's what I was thinking when I put it on. I was like, you know, let's celebrate the wonder and the splendorous demonstration of speed that is Haas 2019. And so that's why I put the shirt on. So, <laughs> and, we're just, and that's, and that's why our qualifying pace is, is off to a great start here in this episode. James, we got a lot to talk about, man. There's some stuff that's happened uh, over the last few weeks. We, we dip out for three weeks and then just like all this, all this stuff happens. It's pretty wild. Uh, I figured we could lead with the news of the day, which is Kimi Raikkonen announcing his retirement. At the end of the season, news of the day, but also I'm really not that surprised. But if you yeah. pay attention to F1 Twitter at all, you've got weeping, you've got crying, you've got wailing, you've got gnashing of teeth, the wearing of sackcloth in the Old Testament. Uh, and uh, it's it's pretty wild, but I don't I, I got to say, like, who's really surprised that this was going to happen? I don't, I don't yeah. think either of us were, you know. No, it's sort of like when you have to put the old family dog down. You know, no one wants to, no one wants to do it. It's a sad day, but I think we know it's time to do it before it starts. You know, shitting on yeah. the carpets and everything. You know, yeah. And that is it's, what yeah. Kimi Raikkonen preferably has been doing in an F1 car yeah. for the last eighteen months. That'd be great if he was watching too. Kimi Raikkonen and the rich energy guy can sue us. That'd be that'd be fine. I would be very okay with that with both of those things. Uh, yeah, man, going bankrupt, wouldn't it? Yeah, just because of Kimmy Riken and the rich energy. Yeah, yeah. Kimmy Riken had a rich energy guy sue this podcast that 20 people watch. Okay, (laughs) well, I guess we're on the map now. Uh, so yeah, man, it was, it's, yeah, not surprising. Uh, and I was expecting it, I guess I was expecting this announcement a lot sooner. I guess he's got to wait till the middle of the year. Apparently, he made it last year. Um, but man, what a career, dude. He holds the record, I'm sure, for the longest gap between race wins yeah uh something like three or four years he went without a race win yeah uh, uh between 2013 and i think 2017 or 2018 yeah the u.s grand prix would it yeah and i'm watching the 2013 season right now just finished the german grand prix and i'm watching the hungarian that's like my nightly go to sleep thing I'll, I'll watch a 2013 race maybe three four nights out of the week and uh, dude lotus was quick man him and romaine Heads of Romain Grosjean uh, in the Lotus cars, uh, they were rapid, dude. They were hmm. so fast, and they're always up there at the front. And they were in 2012 as well. I mean, Raikkonen won in Abu Dhabi in 2012. It's like under the right conditions, that Lotus car with that Renault engine uh, was quick. It was crazy, and it was wild to see that team up front with Ferrari and uh, Mercedes, and then McLaren. I guess a little bit in 2013, but they kind of dropped off a cliff after 2012. Uh, but like, yeah, Raikkonen was just up there winning races all the time. Uh, and then he just what, went, what, what, 20, I, I guess till 2018. Cause he won the U S U S was 2018 where he won. Um, and I, I believe so. Right. Is that right? Yeah. I, I'm trying, well, I don't know when the win before that was 103 career podiums, 21 race wins, uh, of course, a world championship. And at 18 pole positions, 46 fastest laps. First entry being the 2001 Australian Grand Prix. First win, the 2003 Malaysian Grand Prix. And the last win, I guess, being 2018 United States Grand Prix. My band played that concert. My old band played that concert or played that race, rather. And it was like right next to the, we played on like right next to the S's. You know That's what I'm talking cool. about? Yeah. So it's it's like we, the one, so, yeah. Yeah. So like at the bottom, 
right there, turn one or turn two, rather, I'm sorry, into right there on the S's. We played just off of that kind of general admission seating area with Coda. And uh, man, I just remember that was the first time I've, I'd seen cars like that. And it wasn't when I really got into it, but it was the first time. And man, how I wish that I was really into it back then. I would have just watched the whole race because we, we got to get in for free and and stuff. But we like we like left early. I remember leaving early. One of the biggest regrets of my lifetime because that would have been cool seeing him win that win that race. But yeah, collect design, I guess it can be. God, we're talking yeah. like he's dead. Sorry, it's just, it's turned weirdly morbid about <laughs> yeah. just. Oh yeah, okay. no. You know, we're just, we're just reminiscing, you know, we're, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. nissing. We're just nissing with Raikkonen is what we're doing. Um, but yeah, man, 2018 Ferraris to the last like really good Ferrari livery, if I have to be honest, because I wasn't a fan of the the black halos. So I like the I liked it when they had the halos first year, but they were red still like with the rest of the Ferrari. And it was like that gloss paint. I'm like, yes, do this. Yeah, yeah do I, I, I think it was slightly too bright for me then. I yeah. think Ferrari sort of slightly darker, not like the mm-hmm. Magello, like 70th anniversary burgundy, but I think mm-hmm. slightly darker. I think if it's too bright, it sort of reminds me of like a Hot Wheels car. Yeah. it's It almost feels cheap, but that sort of like blood red Ferrari. Yeah. There's something really striking. I quite like yeah. the, the black halo. I thought they, were, like the only te- they were the only team that year I thought to incorporate the halo well into the design. I yeah. think in those first years of the Halo, it really felt tacked on. Um, but I thought they did a good job. In- yeah, they, yeah, they were the. I guess that's what I mean is like they were the only ones that like took the Halo and were like, okay, we'll just make this a design point in the car, just very a Ferrari stylish thing. You can always count on them to do that, and it's. But that's why this season's livery is a little weird, where it's just like, ah, what did you do? Did you dip the tail end in cinnamon? What's going on here? Come on, guys. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it together. Huh? Uh, So, yeah, man, uh, you know, not too much of a surprise to see him go at the end of the year. uh, But it was a it's a it was a good career, man. 20 years, dude. 20 years. That's crazy. As a Formula One joint, he's in his early 40s, I believe. Right. It's like 40. What is he? How old is he? I got his Wikipedia right here. What? How old is this guy, man? He was born in '79. Oh, he's my brother's age. My oldest born in the '70s. That's that's absurd for me. Someone who's born like yeah, three months after Y2K. Yeah, to be watching a guy that that races every week. He's born in the '70s. Yes, he was like barely an embryo, right? In in the '70s, '70s. But like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I I was born in '84. You know. Yeah! Wow! Yeah, I'm an old man. Who's the second born in the Reagan administration on the grid now? Is it Lewis? Uh, I think it's Alonzo. Oh, Alonzo forty. I think uh, Hamilton thirty six, and Seb thirty four, something like that. Yeah, Danny Rickson is thirty. I think now. Yeah, he's thirty one. Thirty. Yeah, something like that. I don't want to think about how much older I am than these guys is. (laughs) You feel superior though, but I I think an F one driver is different, but. I start to feel really weird when I watch like um, England football and yeah. uh, the players now are, are younger than me. Yeah. But that's that's a weird feeling when you start to get to that point of adulthood. You yeah. know, I mean, even with Yuki, Yuki's younger than me. That's crazy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm sat here unemployed. I've done nothing with my life. And here we got Yuki Snowder bobbing around at 200 mile an hour every week. Like it's, like it's nothing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. And a lot of people want to call Yuki a little whiny and stuff like that. And maybe he is sometimes. As far as that goes with the age and stuff like that, I was talking to somebody on the league discord earlier today. It's like, yeah, man, I mean, he's what, 19? <laughs> like, yeah, he's gonna you got to be a polished stone, uh, definitely to be, you know, Formula One driver. But dude, when they're like acting like a 19 year old, you know, like you can't be that surprised if you're. Yeah, I mean, I think you can expect a certain level of responsibility, right, um, from from people, and especially from people at that uh, caliber of driver and you know especially people that age like yourself you're what 21 but yeah. you're but like under the gun like that where you're <laughs> you're like in the pinnacle of motorsport you've got so much pressure um at the end of the day these these kids are human beings man and so it's like yeah he did this he did this yeah dude of course he did i'm not talking about the maze bin stuff i'm just talking about yuki kind of blowing up and being whatever it's just like yeah, man. At the end of the day, sure. Like he's 19 and he's a Formula One driver. Like, <laughs> like sometimes, like you, you got. Sometimes they're gonna crack, you know, a little bit, and they'll and then they'll get it together. But it's like, yeah, of course. So fair play to the guy. <laughs> so man, a lot to talk about with Spa, uh, and not even really that much of a race to talk about. Just I guess kind of like some some warm up laps and mostly just an insane qualifying session. Uh, yeah. But uh, dude, what a weekend. For better or worse, I don't know. Even I was like watching the replay. I was watching that race. I was texting you. I was like on an hour and a half delay, I guess, from because I had to do something. And then I like I, I was so I was what is like, are we ever gonna race? What's going on? And just like it was just so bizarre, dude. Uh, that that whole that whole thing. Should we talk about quality first? Let's talk about quality first. I mean, it, I guess quality was the only thing really that happened. So yeah, to, I guess it was the only thing that actually quality, happened. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, but man, dude, George Russell. Come on, man. Uh, and Max kind of ruined it at the, he just, Max just kind of ruined it at the end. He could have given him pull. If you're Max, do you slow down and let George just take one for the Gipper, you know? Oh, surely you do. <laughs> just let him. Surely you do. Just ease off a bit at the end. Just let him, just let him have it, you know? Just let him, yeah. just let, hey, Max, let Georgie boy take it, you know? Uh, I was, it was insane. That was, that was insane. I can't believe we just watched. George Williams, George Williams. George I mean, Williams. he's going to be George. I mean, it's a name yeah. team after it now. I mean, the yeah. guy is George, the guy is George Williams racing. Yeah. He sounds like a Star Wars, right? He's, hey, the guy that directed Star Wars, <laughs> George Williams. Um, No, man. Uh, just, you know, provisional poll and then P2 in a Williams. And uh, I don't know, man. Uh, Just, 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 just wild. They, do you know anything about what they did with engine modes and that quality? Was he the only one running? Uh, a specific engine mapping. Did he turn it up when other everybody else kind of turned it down? Or man, so what I'm, did he do? I'm guessing because he was per he was the fastest in sector one, which mm. obviously is that's just like the source, O'Rouge, ready on, and the chemical straight. That's yeah, basically just pin your foot to the floor. Uh, he said something like, only very briefly, like we cranked the engines up and went for it. So I think he nice. thought. May as well. And, and then he lost time as the lap went on. Um, yeah. But I mean, even so, I mean, that's going to help you down down there and at Blanchimon, but you still got the middle sector and that's all driving ability. And yeah. if you watch it back, he had one mistake. Uh, I think he might have been at Poo on. He, he went in a bit too early, had to get out of the corner. And Ooh. in horrid conditions, that was it. Just... That was the only mistake he made. It's It's just absurd. I think the, the thing to put it into context is imagine like 
oh, I don't know, Esteban Ocon or Lance Stroll would have put themselves second. That would have been yeah. a crazy achievement. Yeah. But the, the, that Williams car had not scored a point in two years since, since the race before, apart from the race yeah. before. Yeah. And he put it second. And he put it second. It was just, it was just, it was just madness. It was just madness. Uh, can you imagine taking that corner uh, in a car, like a real car like that? And Puan is such a, as a, as players of the game, you freak out enough in, in the game with zero consequences. Yeah. <laughs> zero uh, consequences in the game. Yeah. Like if you, you know, if you, if you lose it in the game, cool. You just, you could still like walk downstairs and have dinner. <laughs> and if you lose it in real life, you're just into a barrier and, you know, a broken neck, maybe it's just like, so it's so wild how fast you're going down that particular turn and you have to like i don't even know if the, do you know if they downshift or do they just lift a bit on that turn because i know for me i have to lift uh, or i don't know i don't lift i, I downshift a little, uh, to seventh so i, I put it up to sorry, sorry up going in, down up by rouge or no down puhan up uh i th- i think they, they lifted they definitely didn't keep it pinned i don't yeah. think they downshifted uh, they might have done in full wet conditions. I don't know about inters, um, yeah. which you can't blame. I mean, I I think if if they've done a rouge and they're still going, I think they think, oh, my luck's in today. You know, if you get up a rouge and you point in the right direction, you may as well just go for it because then, like I said, yeah. you, you know, you're on for a good laugh anyway. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I don't know. It's probably different. It's probably different under wet conditions with with the wet tires or the inner tires, they probably didn't even get up to, I don't know what seventh in that. I don't know. I'd have to watch a lap. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to do watch a lap and how they take those corners with inners or wets. And then up as opposed to dries, like what they do with gears and stuff like that for that turn specifically. Cause that is such, that is such a wild, it's a deceptively hard turn. And if you nail yeah. the slip angle, you're good. And if it's so easy to oversteer that corner um, and it's gotta be just wild in wet conditions taking that corner just yeah yeah i would i would need like a few extra pairs of underwear for that just a (laughs) just a few that's why the suits are absorbent purely for spa in the wet yeah if i think i mentioned this to you before if you uh pay like the 18 or 20 grand to like go drive an actual formula one car and you could do it at a few circuits around the world and i don't know if you could do it at coda here in Austin, but I know that you could do it at, at, uh, Paul Ricard and you could do it at Catalonia and things like that. And they'll, I think they'll put you in like a 20, it depends on where you go. There's different ones. You could do a Reno, but it's, it's like a 2011, 2012 V8. And, uh, it, they'll, they, they give you a little line item pricing for what you're paying for. If you just shell out the 18, I think it goes up however many laps you do, which is like, yeah, get, give me as many laps as you can. Like, let's go, let's go 20 laps in this thing. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm paying that much, take my money. So, but they give you a line item and out of all of those thousands of dollars that one of the line items is $25 for a pair of disposable underwear. (laughs) <laughs> that oh. you wear under your suit. And I'm not joking. You can look this up. Just Google like drive a real F1 car and you could find these like kind of price packages to do this. And one of the things is like $25 for underwear. And you're just like, yeah, I probably would need those. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah, need, I mean, definitely, I would need definitely a few. Up, 
definitely it's far, you know. I, yeah. Needing the game, let alone, you yeah. know. Yeah. And no, don't give me a tear-off visor. I don't need one of those. I need tear-off disposable underwear. Give me like four <laughs> pair under. I could just rip off, like just swap. All right, that turd was crazy. Don't need these anymore. Just like keep chucking them behind off. you like, like bananas in Mario. <laughs> Just like Mario Kart banana peels, just soiled long johns just behind you. How was the drive? How the mechanics talking about about it afterwards? It's like, yeah, that guy was all right, but like he he threw like four pairs of underwear in the airbox. I think he was trying to throw them behind him, but they just went into the engine. Yeah, talk, drew in this engine. Like, yeah. Talk, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be here all week. You named the episode this week too. You name the episode. We won't yeah. even. We won't give the name out right now. You'll have to. You'll when you, if you're watching this, you know the name of it. But well done, because I don't. I wouldn't have come up with anything more clever. So thank you. I I did my English degree. Apparently, it's covered in handy purely for this. Employers might disagree, yeah. as I'm still unemployed. I finished university like three months ago. Still yeah. unemployed, but I mean, at least it's good for naming podcasts. You know. Yeah, you're an you're an Englishman. You're a clever Englishman. I should just leave you to title all the episodes. What am I doing? Allocation of talent, people. This is how you run an organization. And by the way, you're 21, dude. You could be, look, I'm 37. If I was unemployed for that long still, even after a year of COVID, that would be shameful. If I'm just like, yeah, don't have a job, but I'm doing some podcasts about race cars. That would be weird. Uh, especially like wearing this shirt and being unemployed. You can't do that. What am I, the big Lebowski? But you're fine. You're you're good. You got, enjoy your life. You're good. Enjoy it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, obviously the quality was crazy. And then I think we were all a bit disappointed for the race. It was deceptively kind of entertaining, actually, considering nothing happened. I yeah. think Crofty and the the drivers of the weekend really were, were Crofty and Martin Rundle to mm-hmm. fill time for four hours was, yeah. you know, spectating what, what obscure games the stewards were playing with there. Yeah, those metal balls and the gravel traps. That was that was very impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was yeah. it was Just... actually the the first time I, I feel kind of sad to say this. I was pleased that it was cancelled because something about Eau Rouge in the wet is difficult to watch. Yeah, and I'm almost glad I didn't have to watch that. You know, there, yeah. there's been way too many crashes. I mean, Lando. Yeah. Lando got lucky, really. That was a, a massive shunt in quality. That was terrifying. Uh, that was the, le- that was legitimately terrifying because I was looking at the Discord chat, our league chat, uh, and I knew something happened, but nobody said what it was. So nobody yeah. spoils anything in the chat. So I was like, what's happening? Nobody would tell me. And then I watched it. I was like, oh, no. And when you just, it cut to, a, it cut to him weird. It cut to his car. It cut away and then it cut back right when his car was like helicoptering around, across the track. Yeah. Um, and you're just like, oh, no, dude. You're just like a little, little Lando. What are you saying? Oh, no. He's way <laughs> too young to be doing that. Oh, to be helicoptering man. Across a, dude. a racetrack, yeah. 120 miles an hour. Disintegrated the rear wing. Just disintegrated. Mm. You know, and and the, um, the, luck, the luck really is that that happened in quality rather than yeah. a race because having a shunt like that's one thing for when you got 15 other basically spaceships on wheels. Yeah. Pelting through that corner at 200 mile an hour. And that's when you get the, the really nasty crashes as, yeah. as Jack Aitken found out a couple of weeks ago, as yeah. the W series girls found out, you know, it, it's, it's uh, a, what do you think about sort of the, 
debate about risk and danger and, and eau rouge. Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I uh, a lot of a lot of uh, the pundits have been saying maybe reprofile the barriers and not the turn itself and figure out a different barrier solution, which I mm. can kind of agree with. Now, granted, on the right-hand side, when it hits the top and the barrier side that, you know, unfortunately, Antoine ran into a couple of years ago that bounced him back into the line of fire, that's kind of the problem area, it seems like, right? I know the Formula yeah. W girls went to the left, but typically if you spin out, you hit that right-hand side and kind of bounce back in and just, you know, prepare yourself to get teed well, on. Well, right, I, I think so. it, I, I think it's the left side as well, because I'm, I'm pretty sure I, I only watched that crash last night. Um, and I'm pretty sure someone, I forget who it was that lost it. It might've been Fittipaldi lost it and then hit the, they hit the left side of the barrier mm. and then was rebounded back. Mm. And then someone had to avoid it by pulling off to the right. And then Antoine hit him and then one more Correa hit Antoine. Um, So I I think it's both. I think that just needs more runoff. Um, Yeah. I I thought it was a bit morbid seeing some of the takes on on Twitter when the race got cancelled, saying stuff about F1's about risk and F1's about danger. Yeah. But I think that... And and Chamber, I I don't know if you've watched Chamber on YouTube. You've made a really good point. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, he made a really good point about sort of the risk in F1 debate. And I think the thing we like about F1 when it comes to risk is seeing the drivers on the edge and that risk that they can lose the car or spin or crash. And that's the risk we like to see. Yeah. But not the risk of injury. You know, there can be risk in F1 without injury. And I think Rouge is now getting to the point where I think that crossover is come in and i think mm-hmm. if i'm it's glad the corner is getting reprofiled but i think if it wasn't getting reprofiled i don't know whether f1 could have kept racing there because yeah it, 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 we're waiting for for another hubert incident aren't we yeah really? they're bringing the gravel traps back on the left hand side next year right I, th- I think a little bit but they're also yeah. reprofiling the the left side they're adding almost yeah. just a straight line of barrier so if you lose it yeah you sort of get embedded in the wall a bit, which is better. Yeah. I think it's, it's an, I mean, if you're driving a car at 200 miles per hour, uh, inherently there's always going to be risk just because of physics, right? There's, there's some sort of element of physics. If you take a person traveling at 200 miles an hour and stop them very instantly, I don't know if there is a way to 100% foolproof that. And so that, but that being said, I think if the sport's not taking as many steps as it possibly can within the bounds of possible technology uh, to mitigate that as much as possible, uh, then I don't think they'd be doing their jobs right. So, uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's an interesting discussion. Um, and I think that's maybe one of the few corners in the sport, uh, save maybe the pit entry for Baku. Where you're just yeah. like, wow, that's a that's a that might be an an accident waiting to happen. I don't know what they'd do to Baku, but with Arouge, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I'll leave that to the to the track design experts and things like that because you could play it in the game and have your armchair opinions all day long. But I don't, man, I don't know. It's the it's yeah. up to the people that design it to to do the right thing and you know see what they can do. So who knows? I, 
we'll see. I don't know what all the, I don't know. I want to know what the drivers think personally. I mean, it's, yeah. their, it's, it's their lives, you know, it's their, it's their literally their physical bodies and their well being on the line. So I, I, I'd be honest to, or I'd be curious to see uh, what they're, they say. I mean, I feel like they let them have the final say because <laughs> yeah, they're, it's, you know, if you want to risk it, then risk it. And I, I, I feel like there's a lot of drivers that are just like, yeah, I, yeah, sure. Let's go. You know? So, and I think that kind of is a part of what makes them um, do that. You know, I think you've got to have that. I think that's a, that's, and that's just a reality of, of what that is. You know, I think you've got to have that thing in you. That's just like, yeah, this could all end like in a very, very quick split second. Um, and I don't think it's, I don't, I'm not saying people should facilitate that or enable it or any way, but it's like, let's be honest. Like that's part of the appeal is like, yeah, is that's, that's why people watch it. Romans had the gladiator matches for a reason. And that's yeah. in our DNA to just like, you know, want to watch the spectacle. Um, not that we should throw lions on the track. I think that's a very bad idea to, to start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. throwing wild animals. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sochi needs spicing up, doesn't it? Let's- yeah. Just just put some lion cages next to turn four on Sochi, yeah. you know, just like, hey, how are we going to improve this? Well, I was thinking about tigers. That's an Eccleson idea. <laughs> Eccleson's like, I'm thinking about some live tigers and we just throw them on the track and let them go, you know? What a so. sprinklers. Wasn't that, I, I think I remember hearing in the, uh, I think the early 2010s or the late 2000s when F1 was sort of, because before the Liberty Media takeover, F1 was not in a great place uh, financially. I think it's unbelievable if you watch any race sort of pre-Liberty Media, how difficult it is to follow. You know, there's no, there's no timing board. The, the camera shots are not great. The replay system's really not great. Um, And Bernie had a lot of ideas to try and spice up F1 and, and get it to a new audience. Um, It was a very sort of set demographic. And I'm sure that one of the suggestions he had for like sprinklers to basically turn a, because if there's one thing a boring race needs, it's it's rain. And if there's no rain, then I didn't sprinklers. And that's crazy that he'd (laughs) entertain something that gimmicky, you know? I love that for a brief moment in time, that guy, or I guess a pretty large chunk of time, that guy ran things. Yeah, like, like, what are you thinking? I'm thinking sprinklers. You know, that's that's what we really need. You know, like you cr- like you cross that. Elton John and Betty White, and then you just have this guy who owns the biggest motorsport empire ever. You know? Yeah, yeah, crazy, pretty sweet. But yeah, man, I don't know what they're what we're gonna do. I mean, it's not like we got to do anything. I say we like the <laughs> the entire body of Formula One fans to commissioners. No, um, but yeah, I mean. It's it's one of those things where it's like I don't know it was bizarre after the crash, uh, the Formula W crash, seeing all of the the reactionary Twitter opinions where it's just like yeah that we should obviously do this. It's like I don't know, man. I don't. I haven't walked that track. I haven't raced fifty races in an open wheel. I'm not scrapping across feeder series to get to a formula one seat. I'm not in formula one. I don't run. I don't know. I don't know what the right thing is. I just know that, yeah, we've seen a lot of crashes there and there's stuff happening yeah. next year to make it safer. And, and, but it, it's, and that's just kind of fun. It, you know, it's funny about this, having this podcast and having a Twitter handle um, at the Slipcast on Twitter, by the way, where we uh, 
we have a presence there, uh, or at least we just are inside of Formula One Twitter. And I thought it would be better than political Twitter as far as the quality of opinions, but they're not oh. at all. They're just not at all. No, no, it's so bad. It's like, this is the, this is, might be the worst Twitter. This might be worse than political Twitter. You'll just see like a 15 year old girl. And like, she literally will just tweet out the sentence. Lewis Hamilton is the greatest driver of all time. And then have like, you know, 80,000 retweets. She's like, okay, cool. That's great. That's cool. Next, we'll, next, next tweet. Uh, the sky is blue. So cool. All right. Awesome. Great insight. We're advancing the discussions and insight into the world of motorsport one tweet at a time, apparently on, on F1 Twitter. So it's, <laughs> and, uh, it's funny, but I mean, I mean, you say that F1 Twitter is no better than, or political Twitter is no better than F1 Twitter, but it's amazing how the two are crossover. Like I saw, yeah. I mean, even in this O'Rouge debate, you had, people bring up oh if you don't like a rouge you're a you're a snowflake and the world's going soft look what the you know liberals are, yeah. and sj though you know it's it's crazy how how well, people yeah. try and attach so much onto cars driving in the circle you know it's yeah it's just a sport at the end of the day you know there's not yeah. much more to it yeah there's like a there's like a there's a thing where people especially on twitter they get on twitter and they just need to have and like, they just have to have an opinion. It's like, dude, you know that you don't necessarily need to have an opinion, right? You could just say, you could just watch it and just be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Hey, no one's going to like you any less. They might like you less if you just have really strong opinions for no reason. That's what they might do. But no one's going to fault you for just being like, I don't know. <laughs> that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. That's on them. But who knows, man? We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens next year when we actually race again. Uh, at spa so that was disappointing man i wanted to see spawn dude it's just it's just a such a good power track um i had no idea the old spa was like 14 kilometers long maybe even longer yeah. than like the original incarnation and just went across we talk about safety like the old spa would just go across these villages where like people were just like lined up on the side with like no barriers fire every year just raging balls of fire just like massacring Bel Belgian pedestrians just <laughs> across the countryside. How many, how many died in this year's race? 1957. Oh, 48. It's like, okay. What about next year? 57. Like what's going on, man? So it's that old, I think, yeah. It's crazy how much it's changed. I think it yeah. would, it's, I mean, you don't race there for obvious reasons. And I think everyone's glad that you don't, but I think it would be so cool to see, like a demo of an F1 car driving the old spa layout or like the, the, the Nürburgring, yeah. you know, just to yeah. see an F because these are the, the pinnacle most for engineering. Just yeah. see it, you know, what like, like a TIE fighter swerving yeah. through the forest, you know, that is why I am really interested in the future of, 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 of specifically <laughs> racing esports um, to hmm. see to see where that can go in the next like 10 years. Um, and that's why I want to stick with it for so long because it's like, it's, it's first of all, it's just fun to do it. So I'm not going to stop because it's just a blast to do. But yeah. second of all, you know, think of the possibilities within the next 10 years of, of esports, like formula one esports or any sort of motorsport uh, e competition. And it's like, yeah, okay, cool. So we got our grid. We're going to be racing classic spa in 2012 formula one cars. You know what I'm saying? You could just like, take a grid set and then take a track, 
cool. That's our, that's our race for this one. You do exhibitions and stuff like that. And without any of the like safety concerns, obviously you can't recreate an old circuit in real life, you know, but you could do it in these games, especially in the next five, 10 years when the software possibilities are a lot more open than they are now, even though they're spectacular now, you know, but that'll be fun to see, man. Yeah. To see, especially with virtual reality, you'll be able to, you know, and they might start selling cockpits where it's like, it's like an actual, like cock that you see, you know what I'm saying? That you sit in and like, you have your headset, maybe headsets will be smaller in five or 10 years. And uh, I got to fly in here. It's, it's excited about it as well, but (laughs) you know, like you have, you know, maybe in five or 10 years, you just have like, you could put on sunglasses and they're basically, they will somehow project an entire reality around you. And then you sit in like an actual, you know, and that's your, and that's your deal. So who knows, man, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. And that's why I want to see, that's why iRacing is appealing. Cause they do have those, those old circuits. And uh, like I said, of course it has some too, right. Where you can yeah, just like yeah, go yeah. to old spa. Yeah. Yeah. I was watching somebody on one of the old YouTube channels uh, or one of the formula one YouTube channels, one of the YouTubers, we were talking about how he likes the Assetto Corsa 2021 Formula One car better than the one in the, in the F1 game. It's like a little bit more immersive for him. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. And my reflex is to be like, shut up. And then I'm like, actually, you know what? I mean, I don't know if Codemasters has it completely nailed. And also it's a pretty, it's a, it's a, it's more of an access point game than like a, an immersion sim, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think it's tough to know, like an F1 car, it's going to be very tough to nail in a sim because firstly, a lot of it is so secretive. You know, yeah. you, you don't want to reveal all your details about how your car performs and everything. But at the yeah. same time, there's so much to it. You know, yeah. and I think F1 cars are unbelievably hard to drive. And yeah. if you're going to make a AAA sports game like F1, yeah. where, where 95% of the fan base can't do a right-hand turn, it's not going to be successful. Um, no. And it doesn't mean that the F1 game isn't fun. It's just a different market, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to have, a, dude, if I let me go as deep as I want. I, you know what I'm saying? I want the technology to be as, uh, as windowless as possible. I want, I want to be able to go as deep as I want to go with that. Let me go. If I, it will let me have a thing where I can set it up as close to real life as possible. And maybe give me some shortcuts. So, you know, because a lot of that's really complicated and there are people are there, you know, there's only 20 of them for a reason. So, but it's just as far as like the feel and the stuff like that, the menus on the steering wheels. Yeah, man, yeah. let me go deep, dude. Let me like really see what it's about. Cause imagine being able to practice that. And then all of a sudden you can like actually do it in a, in a simulator. That's pretty cool. You know, you actually drive yeah. one, like know what it's like, you know, to actually do it, have like a decent idea. But the yeah. game does give you like a good idea of the track difficulty. I feel like that even with the game and even like playing on a pad casually, it gives you a cool sense of, and I, it, no other sport does this. I might've mentioned this before, but you can't like play like a baseball video game or like a soccer video game and then be like, oh, I know how hard it is to play at this pitch or against this team or whatever, <laughs> you know, but like you can race on a racing game, especially like the F1 game. And, and then be like, and then watch the race the next, the next day and be like, Oh, I, I know how tough this corner is. This yeah. is a tough corner. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a really neat part and neat aspect about the, about that game that it, I don't think it's shared with any other sport really. No. If, we're, if we're thinking about it, you know, I can't really think of another one that has the same kind of aspect to it. 
no and that's that's why we love it so much it's it's addicting i i I know this is quite sad but in my sort of league races you can almost sort of buy into like a role player element of it that you know you've got your your championship rival and you've got your yeah uh certain things you're trying to do and you sort of almost create like these narratives between your leagues and that's part of the whole fun it's not just the experience of driving it you know we all we all close our eyes at night and pretend we're f1 drivers you know we all want want to be an f1 driver because it's literally the coolest thing in the world even if you're not into it you know what i'm saying even if you're not in even if you don't even know anything about it if someone asked you like hey do you would you yeah yeah of course yeah, I mean, you, you crazy yeah of course i would there's a reason they made tony stark a f1 driver for a bit didn't they that did, they? That did happen that did they make him one or like they had a cameo or like the in the second one there was like a battle like on monaco or something like that i don't know yeah, i forget it i think he's dry i don't think he's just there but there's a reason because the whole fantasy is so cool you know yeah. there is no there's no call to job and say I'm a race car driver, you know, yeah. not just a race car driver, but yeah. the race car driver of all race car drivers yeah. and F1 driver, you know, maybe a chocolatier, you know, like, Hey, what do you it's, do? I make chocolates for a living. Ah, that's pretty cool. It's not it's sexy though. Is it? You know, I don't know, man. Chocolate's pretty sexy. You know, if I had, yeah, to. that's true. <laughs> that is true. Oh man. Yeah, there really isn't, man. It's, 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 it's pretty neat. And it's, uh, it's cool to see like what technology can do within the next 10 years. It's really exciting yeah. uh, because there's probably going to be a lot of, a lot of cool stuff coming up. Um, but for now we got breaking point and uh, glitchy multiplayer lobbies. So thanks Codemasters. Appreciate it. Um, anyway, <laughs> thanks guys. Breaking, breaking point. I ha- I've played 10 minutes of breaking point and I was like, you know what? No, I just don't even want this this game i barely played my team you know we haven't played the two-player my team in like a month almost it's like i don't yeah yeah when when you both finished joint last and second last yeah the the, the my (laughs) team experience to be do you i mean so i'm about i don't know 60 percent of the way through it and i know what happens in the end yeah Uh, yeah do you want spoilers are we are we reckon we good to do spoilers on the show uh, i don't mind yeah or if you can keep it vague keep it vague you know there, there was one bit I thought was kind of cool, but yeah. it's it's the thing with all sports games and any sort sort of sports narrative. The good guy wins all the time. You know, you can't. Yeah. I can't think of any successful sport narrative where the good guy didn't win. You know, yeah. and I think when you lead into that, you can make a good a good film. You know, when yeah. like. Rocky, for example, doesn't doesn't put any punches about what it's about or uh, Rush or, you know, but I, I think to make any sports narrative that isn't just that is not impossible. And I have a feeling they'll continue breaking point. They'll have like a like a breaking point, like part two, you know, <laughs> uh, where I guess, you know, nah, uh, because not. it's because it's already there. But I mean, no yeah. one really wants it, you know. I don't. Yeah. People are like, it was a lot of people asked for it. It's like, did they, did they really, I don't know. Maybe it's cause we're both so wrapped up in the multiplayer world. And like, we have actual people that we talk like there's a dude, Midwest F1 is like six divisions deep. Now we just started a wow. sixth division and it's like, that's how many people are <laughs> just like driving <laughs> just multiplayer 
uh, races every week. And it's like that there, that is such a huge community. It's just hard. I guess we're just so into that. It's, I don't know who's playing breaking point. Like it's a three hour game mode. Wait, really three hours, all that work for a three hour game mode. Like why, you know, that we got to have this game for a year. It's three hours. Yeah. What's it, it's like, all, it's like all story modes. Like I, you know, as a, as a, as a gen, my gen, gen Z, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, like I grew up on Call of Duty. You get the Call of Duty, you play through the campaign that's six hours long. It's perfectly fine. And then you play multiplayer for the for the rest of like 11 months of the year. You know, I, I don't get the... I think if you're going to do a single player mode, really lean into it or yeah. don't. Um, yeah. I mean, they, they did it with FIFA. EA did it with FIFA where they, they brought in this, this story mode called The Journey they had like a part one, two, three over three years and people thought it was fine. And then no one touched it again. I think, yeah. I think actually it's a matter of time before we have some sort of ultimate team of F1, um, where you can buy different drivers and play online and get your microtransactions in. Cause that's, that's what FIFA's all about, you know? And that's what EA yeah. is all about. I hope, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it doesn't. I, yeah, I, I do too. I hope you're very yeah. wrong about that. I don't, I don't want to see that at all. There's the yeah. There's just aspects of the single player experience that I'm just like, who who wants this? I don't necessarily need to drive my team with like Ayrton Senna. I don't. I don't need to do that. What would be neat on that Codemasters is if you put me as Ayrton Senna in a 1988 MP44. Uh, and had me drive the last like 10 laps of the Brazilian Grand Prix or something like that. There was one of them, the one of the Brazilians in the late 80s where he took it to the end and it was just like a absolute gauntlet of a race, you know, and it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know if he had damage or something like that. I think he had some sort of damage. I might be he, getting this wrong. So if you're no, watching, he, he, he was stuck story, in, but. he'd, uh, he, it's like he was cursed. He, he hadn't won any Brazilian Grand Prix and I think six or seven tries yeah. and he had all sorts like unlucky punctures and this one, he was leading by a mile. And I think he was stuck in sixth gear. And oh, they were yeah. like, oh, no, he's, he's going to do Oh, it. yeah. That, and he and brought it home in sixth gear. It's, it's insane. Yeah. So, like, do that. And then it's like, drop you in to the end of Interlagos. And even if you use the, 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 the model of the track that you put in the game, whatever, but, like, put it in the classic car and, and you know. And then be like, okay, and I finish the race and stuff like that. And have a lot of scenarios like that. If you want to incorporate like those players and those models, cool, but like make it interesting. I don't want to drive like a 2021 car alongside like, you know, Elaine Prost. Like I don't don't have any, I don't have any desire to do that at all. And so it's like, I, there it's, so the choices are, they're interesting. And maybe there's a lot of people that are really into them. Uh, I'm just, I just happen to be kind of, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm just kind of a perfectionist like that, I guess, when it comes to stuff like that. I'm like, why this and not this? So I just, I don't know. It's it's pretty interesting. But I've played some games and I think EA, I don't know if it was EA or somebody else, um, did do, they do like a Major League Baseball. I think it's another company because it's like uh, the show, MLB Sony, The Show. Sony, I think, yeah. Sony, maybe. Um, one of those companies. And they do stuff like that. At least they did it a few years back where they drop you into a baseball game. And they put like Mickey Mantle in there and you'd be like, all right, you're playing the 1950, whatever world series and you're Mickey Mantle is so it's like stuff like that. You're like, ah, oh, this is amazing. And, but with this game, it's like, they just didn't, they took the classic cars away. It's like, they just took them away. It's like, oh, well, we got, 
we got breaking point, so you can't drive an, an 88 McLaren anymore. It's like, really? Really? Come on. What's going I know. On? It's a shame. Yeah. Uh, what, it's, what can you it's do? It's very strange. Oh, what can you do, man? It's still a fun game. Multiplayer experience is still fun. I turned traction yeah. control off. And oh, like, actually, brave. actually, yeah, I could do it. Well, I feel like I'm not as brave as you might give me credit for, but thank you. But I feel like this game is like the easiest game to do that for. Uh, for some reason, it's just really responsive. It feels good. But what I did, did I tell you what I did is I just went to like a track on an F2 car and turned it off and then turned the wet on. And so I just drove like 50 laps the raid with an F2 car in like France and then like learned to do it. And then, and then by the time you go to a F2 or F1 car, you're like, oh, this is easy. Okay, cool. And man, I, I must've picked up, I don't know, four tenths average, I guess, average it out four tenths uh -huh. a lap. Something oh, like right. that. It's 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 fun, man. It's really I need fun. to try that. I think so. I feel like I've hit a a bit of a a glass ceiling with my pace. I yeah. feel like I'm not getting any faster. Yeah. Uh, and I've joined a new league that is fast, uh, and I just can't. Like I'm getting, I'm gaining positions because I'm not making mistakes. But as soon as yeah. they come back at me, I'm just getting swallowed up. And I need, I need a couple of tenths of that. So I, I might give that a go. Yeah. You never know. Give it a go, dude give it a go it's, it's crazy for uh saving your tires too um i don't wreck my tires like i used to i don't roast them every race like i used to because i'm not leaning into that medium traction control and spinning and so it takes a little power out of your rear wheels but also you spin a lot more because you're just leaning on that medium yeah and that's the thing with me because i could feel that medium traction control kicking in i was like i don't this is slowing me down so like as soon as you start clipping with that that limitation I think that's time, that's when you turn the assist off, and that's a, yeah. that's a cool part of the of the game. They incorporate this, the assist really well, where you if you turn them all on, you start t turning them off one by one. Turn them off when you feel yourself hitting that wall of that assist, where you're just like, okay, cool, I could turn this off, and then make the jump, and then turn the other dude. I, my first race was like Monaco with no traction control. God. That's and my teammate was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, I, "I don't know, man. Let's just jump in. Let's go." <laughs> so we actually ended up finished. We both finished in that race. It's crazy. The, nice. the Monaco multiplayer is like Survivor. Just survive. And it's survive it's so Monaco. much hard, so much harder this year. Uh, yeah. The is it the swimming pool chicane? The amount of times I've come flying over that curve, <sighs> lost it, and then you get the really condescending, like passive aggressive message from Jeff. What happened? So we were all right. The marshals are on their way. You're like you feel so embarrassed that you're not owned about, by this. Talk about on the limit. Yeah. Just the yeah. driving past that, that section, you know, you see, you see Chuck Leclerc take the wheel off. You're just like, yeah, of course, of course you did. I would, I would do that every time. If you just threw me in there, that's what I'd like to see. I, and I say this for the Olympics a lot, where it's just like, if you like, imagine watching the Olympics and then watching like a hundred yard sprint or whatever track race. And then like <laughs> you have all the Olympic athletes and then you have like a guy like me alongside for like real time, like real, like this is what a regular person would look like. And I'm just like out of breath, but like halfway. And then have that yeah. for F1 too. Like halfway. for reference. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, like CGI impose, like a, we're a normal person driving a car. It's just, you see all these amazing professional drivers. The one guy over here in the swimming pool chicane, just like backwards, just like doing, it's just spitting. It's like, okay. <laughs> Can someone yeah. get me out of here? What's going, what's going on? <laughs> can we can we end this now? Can we end the simulation? I don't want to say. Can someone? Did you leave me here? Okay, I guess I'll try to get. I'll try to get to the bit lane. Just, but, just uh, swimming in the harbor to get back. Yeah. <laughs>
just jump into the into the harbor. Just like jump, just get out of your virtual car and just jump the fence. You know, you're not even on the track actually. But um, man, dude, I guess before we get out of here, uh, let's talk about. Of course, with with the news about Reckoning comes uh, a lot of possible driving changes. I got friends uh, telling me, you know, Bontes is going to Alpha. You mentioned Bontes might go to Alpha uh, and and things yes. of that nature. Uh, what are your general feelings about everything? Uh, first of all, Russell to Mercedes might be rhetorical for you, yes or no. And if so, yeah. let's start with Russell and Bontes. What do you see happening with that switch? Well, I mean, Russell's the Mercedes is, is the worst kept secret in, in F1. Yeah. Um, Mercedes have come out and said they've made their decision. Uh, they're going to wait until the right time to announce it. And I think now Kimi retiring is going to be sort of the, the catalyst to kick it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were Valtteri, I, I don't think I'd want to go to Alpha. I think I'd, I'd much rather go to Williams. Um, I feel like Williams are on a bit of an upward trajectory and I could well see them being well in the midfield hunt once the tech regulations come in. Um, where Alfa Romeo, I feel are just sort of stalling. Uh, yeah. The the discussions about the, the driver market are really fascinating uh, at the moment. So this is going to vacate a seat at, at Williams and the rumoured sort of leader of that seat at the moment is Alex Albon, uh, which is great because I don't think he Let's it go. was it, it was it was too early for the Red Bull seat for him, but I think he was he was too good to be dropped out of F1 still needs for, to be there still after needs two to years. Be there. Yeah. I mean we saw no. what he did in Toro Rosso. Still needs yeah. to be there. Um no. but it's interesting to me that he's in Williams um because I always assumed that was a, as good as a Mercedes seat. Uh, so I heard a rumor that basically uh, Toto and Christian Horner are sort of bidding for control of that second Williams. Or I say, I guess it'd be the first Williams seat. Um, mm. And Toto wants to put in Nick De Vries or Safa Van Dorn into that seat. But I'd heard an alternative rumor uh, that Giovinazzi would be dropped from Alfa Romeo and you'd have Bottas alongside Nick the Riesel stuff of Van Dorn, which uh, I like Giovinazzi. I think he's a decent driver, but I don't think he's ever going to develop into a real talent. I'd be surprised if after what, what three years in F1 now, mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if he got significantly better. Yeah. Uh, and I understand why I might want to take a, a risk on someone else. You know, he, yeah. he's perfectly fine. He clocks in and out. I don't remember him doing a particularly bad or a particularly good job. You know, I, I can understand why they want to change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what strikes me as odd about that scenario is essentially then you have Mercedes providing the replacements uh, on Alfa Romeo, which means where does Ferrari fit in with this? Because Alfa Romeo is at least half of that team is, is a Ferrari development seat. Um, so that's, that's what, throws me off about that is you've got Mercedes providing the talent for that team. I mean, are you, are you talking about somebody filling a Ferrari seat and you know what I'm saying? Because Giovinazzi originally, we know he's not going to Ferrari now. He's not going to be there for a long time, especially with, uh, with signs and Chuck. Um, So uh, of course he's kind of has, he kind of has a glass ceiling there, 
But at the same time, Alfa Romeo is a Ferrari team, Ferrari and Sauber. So I don't, that's the only thing that doesn't make sense to me is what, you know, so what, what happens with that? I thought that was there. The whole point of that team was to be kind of a, a second team to a junior, like a junior to Ferrari as AlphaTauri is to Red Bull, you know? Yeah. And that's what surprised me as well about Alex Albon to Williams. I mean, I've heard far more about Albon to Williams than I have about the Vries to Alpha. Um, yeah. I, I don't know whether, I don't really understand the politics of sort of teams owning this seat at other teams. Yeah. Uh, it, it's very confusing. I don't know whether you can bid for control of it. Um, it would be good to see Nick back in a, an F1 car. And I think it'd be interesting if he did well, what that would do for the, the profile of Formula E. Because Formula E is very much seen as almost a, a gimmick series, I think. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think is, is necessarily unfair. If you had the champion of, of Formula E come into Formula One and end up doing really well. And let's not forget Nick DeVries is only very young. You know, he was only Formula Two champion a couple of years ago, I think two or three years ago. So there's mm-hmm. plenty of talent there. He could develop into a top F1 driver. Mm-hmm. And I think then you would see the statue of F of Formula E as yeah. almost an alternative to Formula Two rise. You know, I, I I think it'd be fascinating to see if that happens. Um, yeah. And now we're in peak city season, I guess. I don't think you will see a lot of driver swaps. I think most teams want to solidify their bases before the uh, regulations come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think apart from the obvious ones, you're going to keep relatively similar lineups. Like I'd be surprised if the Aston boys changed, the Haas boys changed. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of drivers might get lucky. People that maybe are teetering on the edge of whether they deserve their seat, like, like Yuki and Latifi and people like that might get lucky and keep their seat. Um, but it's all part and parcel of the, the fun of this crazy 200 mile an hour circus that we, we know and love, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. I see, I see DeVries definitely before I see uh, Stoffel. I don't think, yeah, oh, I don't, yeah, just don't, you know, DeVries F2 champion, Formula E champion. Uh, if there's anyone set from that kind of ilk, I think it's going to be him. Um, I yeah. would love to see Albon come back. I Albon to Williams is interesting. I would, I just would assume Bontas would rather go to Williams, but I feel like if you're Williams, you kind of want an Albon a little bit more than you want yeah. uh, a Valtteri Bontas. Um, I, 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 think I think Albon's. I think the, oh, sorry, carry on. I'm just saying. I think Albon's racecraft is. I think he's better. I think he outraces Bontas ten times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, uh, if you're if we're being super picky, but like I, you know, I I think he's wheel to wheel better. I think I think he's someone who can uh, match up, especially against the guys on the in the back of the you know midfield wherever Williams end up, ends up next year. I feel like if you're a team owner, you want that kind of long term commitment over somebody like a Bottas, where you know he's definitely a professional and he would definitely reset his expectations and go into a project like that with a different mindset. But, uh, do you want somebody that goes from the top team down to one of the bottom, or at least, like I said, next year, you know, lower mid midfield and, or do you want somebody that had a year off and is kind of chomping at the bit to get back on the grid? 
you know, and is excited mm. to be at a team that's on the come up like Williams is. And I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go with Albon on that. So that's interesting. I see Albon. I think well, you said Albon and who Latifi. Uh, yes. I, I think at the moment, and I think yeah. if that is true, then it's a big year for Latifi because yeah. he's been comprehensively beaten by Russell his whole yeah. career. And I don't he think has. he's got, he's got, I don't think he's got too much blame for that. You know, he is up against one of the supreme talents in F1, but I think Albon is not in the same league as Russell. And I think Latifi as the experienced guy in that team has to at least compete with Albon. I think yeah. if he doesn't next season, that will be his last season in F1. Definitely. Uh, but I think he does still get another season. I think he's he has improved this year for sure. Yeah, He's got his sea legs a little bit more. He's a little bit more confident. Uh, he's put the car up there in some places in, uh, in at certain times. Uh, he didn't qualify too shabby uh, at Spa, right? Let's see. Where, where was he at at Spa? Uh, dude, he qualified P10 at Spa. Yeah, he, he is, made a I mean, just miss out on Q Q Q three. Yeah, so I mean, you know, barring Lando's accident, he you know, which is that's phenomenal for Latifi, also phenomenal for that car and that team, which is just like, dude, I, w- okay, cool. What what do you got going on? And yeah. I'm surprised you don't hear a lot uh, about Williams in their car right now because okay, uh, we just saw Russell go to P two. Uh, what what are you doing with your car? And you don't really hear a lot of talks about that. So, and maybe I'm missing something and some details, but wow. You know, so I, I see him doing another season. Albon and uh, Albon and Latifi are probably my predictions. Um, and DeVries and, to, and Bottas, I don't know, man. I think I th- I'm going to say that they keep Giovinazzi for another year. And so we got Bottas, Giovinazzi. Uh, and if not, then we've got Bottas at Williams and Albon to Alfa Romeo. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where Albon goes if not Williams, but yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting for sure. But I definitely don't think Valtteri is at Mercedes next year. That's for sure. No chance. Yeah. No chance. No chance at all. The pack's too tight and he is not good enough. Wheel to wheel. Um, he's good enough in clear air. Cool, man. You could drive the car in clear. Awesome. Pack's kind of tightening up. Money's a little tight right now. We need somebody that can kind of throw it around and 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 bang it around a little bit. So, yeah, man, it's interesting. We'll see. Uh, I guess we'll see a little bit more. You know, probably by Monza, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll definitely have a little bit a little bit better of a picture. Um, but I, it's exciting, man. It's exciting. We'll see uh, Zandvoort this week. Uh, you are not too keen. You don't think it's going to be good. You think it's a little bit of a dirty air track. I. I hope I'm wrong. And I think it's going to be one of those tracks that will be fantastic to watch it on board yeah. from, you know, the, the banking is crazy. If it's anything yeah. like the game, the banking oh, yeah. is crazy. Oh, and yeah. I'm hoping that the banking will help offset some of that. Um, dirty air. I think particularly in the, the last quarter, they, they really up the banking. So yeah. you can try and sort of sweep around the corner and get a run into tab one. But um, yeah, I think it's going to struggle. Having said that, though, uh, rain is predicted. I think quite heavy rain, which uh, I think would have excited us all before this weekend. Uh, so let's hope there's heavy rain and not sort of the second coming of, of Noah's Ark, you know, that would somewhere be between insane. the two. Yeah, man, yeah. I think it'll just be nice to see a race on that track 
as opposed yeah, to last year yeah. where you got it in the game and then no race there. You're like, oh man, I kind of wanted to see this. So it'll be fun, dude. I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what happens with qualifying in this race because I want to see if these Williams cars and these Williams boys got something going on. Because if they put yeah. it up in Q2, Q, Q3 again, cool. I think game on. Okay, cool. Williams is figuring something out and they're utilizing all this new uh, this new capital, all this new capital from Das Capito, which is it's too similar of a name to capital. Like what's going on there? Uh, or Dorilton. Uh, I just say Doritos, Doritos capital. Close Doritos enough. is paying for Williams now. So, but yeah, man, it'll be fun. And I guess we'll be back next year. I'm going to let you go and we cool. will, uh, we will sign this portion off and I'll be right back with some MW F1, some Midwest Formula One uh, excitement and stuff like that going on. And I'll, I'll let you get back to it. But uh, James, man, thanks for joining me again. I'm glad we'd knocked the tonsillitis. Did you keep the tonsils? You still got the tonsils? Yeah, they basically said just like, take some antibiotics. If you if you aren't dead in two weeks, you'll be fine. I thought, said. So, I, th- I thought halfway through that sentence, I thought you were going to say, if you aren't dead inside in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, now that now that right has gone, I am. That, that finished me off. Yeah. You're like, I haven't been unemployed for that long. <laughs> Come on, doc. Cut me some <laughs> yeah, give, give it a month. Give it to Christmas. And then... Just the darkest doctor ever. It's like, take these if you aren't dead inside in two months. Like, <laughs> thanks, doc. Uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for your time. And uh, I'll, uh, I guess we'll reconvene next week, huh? Pleasure as always, mate. Let's do it. Take care. (laughs) And we're back. Look, it's only been a second or two for you, but it's been 48 hours for me. You notice the lighting change? That's because this is nighttime. And uh, we tape during the day with James because he leaves in the old country. Uh, But let's talk about some Midwest F1, shall we? Uh, Week four at Bahrain took place last week. Zanvoort was last night. I'll have a more extensive update on that uh, next week after we tape our Zanvoort episode for the real life stuff. So, uh, but let's talk about last week in the championship. Uh, first of all, we've got a new division in Midwest F1, uh, Division Six. Apparently, it's a wild card division, which uh, is frightening. Um, personally, I don't want any of these drivers coming into Division Two uh, if they could stay out of Division Two and beat all the other drivers in the other divisions. If they choose to move up, and it looks like some of them will, uh, that would be fantastic. Just put them all in three. Let's put them all in three. Let's do that. How about that? Um, Or let's just create another, like the AFL and the NFL. Let's do that. Let's just do that, and then we'll have a Super Bowl race at the end of the year. Basically, what I'm saying is is I'm coming for the, the championship, all right? I'm coming. I'm sneaking up, and I don't want any more impediments to that. If we're being honest, I'm an honest man. Let's just be honest. I don't want any more roadblocks. Uh, But if we have to have a challenge, I guess we have to have a challenge. And that's just how the cookie crumbles here in the Midwest F1 League. So look, let's give a shout out to all of our championship leaders as of round four of 16 at Bahrain. D1, P1, D1, P1, Mystic Joker. We got P2, Hash9211, P3, Smith Pell. And then we've got Division Two, our leader, Nero Nix, as of round four. I believe he won last night, too. So I think he's going to stay. Wait, no, he didn't. That was somebody else won last night. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't even remember anymore. It's been a long day. Okay. Anyway, as of round four, Nero Nix, 18, in the P1 spot. P2, we got Murph Wideline. And P3, we've got Detail, 86. And uh, D3, P1, Mitch Burns, 72. I believe I saw him in the D2 race uh, last night. So... Uh, that guy's pretty quick as well. Pork chops, D2 or P2. Man, all these D's and P's 
are just ruining my day, you know, but what are you going to do? So uh, on the Holy Red Eye, P3, D3, D4, P1, Tim Lee, P2, the Garrus Vok, the Garus Vok. I would love a, an accurate pronunciation on that if I could. I feel like I butcher it every single time. Um, but if I could get some confirmation on that, that would be fantastic. P3, Division 4, Mopawa Cowboy. Uh, not sure what that means, but it sounds like it could be a Snoop Dogg song. So uh, D5, P1, Dissection 79, Guitar Monken. P2 and P3, The Rob, HDO31021. And it's important to read off those entire numbers in the name because we don't want to get it mixed up with The Rob, HDO31024. And we know how easy that can be. Um, but anyway, uh, interesting championship shaken up. Um, I myself am racing D2. Um, it's interesting to see what me and my team at Hightower will be able to do for the rest of the season. I think we've got a pretty solid strategy. Myself, I've picked up a little pace uh, since last season, and it's really exciting. Um, I got to be in a in a podium jostling match last night at Zanvoort. Um, that was unfortunately foiled by Mr. Murfin Wideline. I mean Murfin Shelley. And uh, let's take, actually let's take a look at that right now. Let's just take a look at the replay on that right now. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so yeah. Uh and oh actually, you know what? Let's let's take a look at it again. Let's do it one more time. And again. Yeah. Oh man, lap thirty-six, turn two. Last lap of the race. That's that's wild. Actually, let's let's take a look at it one more time. Just one more. Just run it on a loop, you know, a few times. Just do the yeah. Oh like, let's get that in there. Anyway, we'll see what the stewards say. <laughs> about that. And that's the joy of having your own podcast is you could just do these things and talk smack uh, to your league opponents. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't do anything about it. So anyway, uh, it's a fun time in the Midwest F1 league. I uh, hope we all know it's uh, innocent fun. And uh, man, I'm just, uh, it's it's fun. It's fun uh, being up there at the top uh, with the, the top three. And uh, it's, it's, this game is, uh, man, it's, it's pretty addicting. So uh, anyway, we've got a new division. Uh, we've got our results from Zandvoort coming next week. And along with the actual Zandvoort race, I uh, saw the actual cars race on that track this morning for free practice. Usually don't watch free practice, but I watched it for this race because I've never seen that track in real life before. And so it was pretty cool. Anyway, we'll see how it works out Sunday course i will be back with mr james lingfield next week and we will recap that race along with the round five results of Z of uh, the midwest f1 championship brother and uh i guess the first results of our first d6 race i think it was last time i think we had one i don't know i'm not uh, gonna look at the discord so we'll we'll see what's going on with that and uh, everybody have a safe and wonderful labor day weekend if you're in the States, if you're not in the States, have a great weekend uh, where your employers aren't as hard on you as they are as with American jobs. So um, anyway, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just just making things up. Uh, you guys enjoy yourself and uh, we will see you next week. And until then, keep pushing. Keep pushing.